media rules everything around us, even love. I'm Nora, and I'm the digital educator with The Purple Door. I've been a part of the anti-violence movement for about three years now, and it has changed the way I view life and love. My name is Jackie. I'm a community educator here at The Purple Door, and I work with our community on rape prevention. I'm super passionate about giving our youth a safer world to grow up in, free from sexual violence. Join Miss Media for a summer of love as we discuss the movies, TV, and music that affect our everyday lives and relationships. This podcast may contain mature themes as they relate to domestic and sexual violence. Hey there, Jackie. Hey, Nora. How are you today? So good. How are you? I'm doing great. I am so happy to be back in a room with you. Being able to record in person is so nice. Same here. Yeah. I missed you. I know. I missed you. It has been a long... Um, I, I don't know. We Our last um, podcast was in... Uh, November, right? Yeah. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Media we were thankful for. That was yes, a good one. That was a good one. If y'all haven't seen it yet, you should probably go check it out. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the meantime, today we are going to be talking about um, different tropes, different tropes um, about romance in media, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And actually, all summer we are planning on having multiple podcasts where we talk about um, this, you know, the concept, the societal concept of romantic love and how that looks. Um, and why sometimes it can be harmful. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. I think a lot of people can relate. So um, first, I really wanted to talk about this love at first sight trope. Mm, I think it's a classic. um, And I think that, you know, on the outside, it's something that's like, it's sweet, right? It's like it it, it feeds into our our, the romantic in us all, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Unfortunately, as with everything that we talk about, I think... (laughs) think that um, the more normal these images and tropes become, um, especially when you're not talking about them like especially when you're a young child and no one is sort of telling you the the reality of romance Mm -hmm. um, while you're watching these things I think that those tropes can be a little dangerous Um, so we'll get more into it but I really want to start off talking about Disney I think Disney um, and our fairy tale movies are some of the especially the early ones oh absolutely especially the early ones so (laughs) problematic yeah yeah I think they really really fed into this idea of what romance is supposed to be what love looks like that kind of stuff um so I mean just like starting with Snow White right Snow White Cinderella all of these stories that are based off the idea of you know this man um you know the savior this man saving you and they don't really know each other Right, (laughs) complete strangers and you need to be saved and your purpose is to fall in love and be swept away by Prince Charming. Yes, yes. And um, there was uh, an article that I was reading that was um, that had some really, really good points, some some good like sentences and stuff. But it really talked about how these um, these fairy tale movies end up putting the pressure on women to, of course, be the damsel in distress, you know, and and a lot of times this pressure isn't even 
necessarily like we're recognizing it in the moment you know but it does end up shaping what we what we want what we want to be um while at the same time pressuring men and boys to be this perfect prince charming right exactly and to you know take the lead take the role of that savior um and so i i think a lot about sleeping beauty which is actually one of my favorite disney (laughs) movies yes and it was all growing up i loved it i thought it was beautiful i loved the music i loved princess aurora i thought she was just a whimsical little forest (laughs) creature and i wanted to be her um but i think that that one is so interesting because i never saw anything wrong with it you know growing up yeah um it was actually uh i don't know how many of of our listeners have you know listened to miss media before um but our our good friend griff who did the mm. who did miss media with us before she is the first one who ever was like sleeping beauty huh and i was like what what do you mean and then she just like broke down the like so there's the the first scene where aurora is uh dancing and singing in the woods with all the creatures and she's just having a lovely time by herself right she's having a beautiful wonderful time and then this prince is just like watching her for a while because he hears her singing and he's like oh and he like falls in love with her voice, right? Yeah. And he watches her dance and he mm. watches her sing. And then he comes out of the of the trees and grabs her arms and, and dances with her out of nowhere, right? And she's like, oh my goodness. And she gets scared. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some guy just popped out and grabbed you. <laughs> Absolutely. And but I remember thinking that scene was so beautiful and romantic. And I just wanted to be swept away by a prince. But, you know, it right now. If I'm dancing and singing <laughs> alone in no. the woods and a man just grabs my arms, I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Absolutely. And it's not even like because I know that there is, of course, the the later scene where um, she is, you know, she needs the kiss to be revived, to be brought back to mm-hmm. life. And the, the prince kisses her while she's sleeping. And that's its own like, you know, conversation about consent. But when we're um, thinking about, you know, I I even try to put that like in the back of my mind because it's like she needs to be saved for the sake of the story. She needs someone to kiss her. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) I get it. But even just this scene, this dancing scene that's supposed to be beautiful and romantic and showing that the prince is in love with her at first sight, right? And that manifests in him grabbing her and taking control of the situation and scaring her away from this moment that she was having with herself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The typical, yeah, prince role in the movies. They get to take control. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely not something that I ever even, you know, thought about when I was younger. But again... because you don't think about that when you're a kid. And, and, you know, I could have... Like, that could have been a moment for my parents to maybe have a conversation with me about, you know, this is pretty and this is this is a story. That's mm-hmm. all that this is, though. Um, if a man just grabs you in the middle of the woods and forces you to dance with him. You need to run and you need to <laughs> yeah, scrape. That's, that's a different. <laughs> that is not what love looks like in the real world. And um, that's really, like, the biggest distinction, right? Like, our, our media ends up becoming so, like, ubiquitous with, our with our daily lives um that we can sort of lose sight of the separation like Mm -hmm. the the separation that needs to be there um between you know fantasy and reality um so that's that's my sleeping beauty bit um you know what frozen was a really really good 
example of playing on this trope. Such a good movie. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'll be honest, I didn't, I made it like 10 minutes into the second (gasps) one and it wasn't for me. You didn't like it? It wasn't for me. No. I really I mean, the first one's better for sure, but (laughs) yeah. Okay, continue. I I think that uh, people are telling me that like the second one has really good songs and stuff that I just like didn't, I didn't get to yet. I didn't get to before I was like, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But I love, love, loved the first one, the way it played on that love at first sight trope. You know, Disney, like they're, they're self-aware, you know, they, they know that 50 years ago they weren't you know making the same sort of content um so I really really love that it you know Elsa is like you aren't in love you can't fall you can't marry someone that you just met like she's that voice of reason um and I really like that message for the little ones too and you you have little ones yes and I love Kristoff's part when he's like wait you fell in love with someone you just (laughs) met Absolutely. Like, yes, thank you for calling that out. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And I talk about that kind of thing with my kids all the time. Like, this is great. And I think the problem is you idolize them, right? Like, she's a beautiful princess and you want to be like her. That's great. But you are beautiful and this is make-believe. Exactly. So let's, like, we can enjoy it. Let's watch it. Let's have a great time. But yeah. let's also understand that this isn't real and absolutely draw those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, that was another point from this article. um, And I'll tell y'all who the author of this article was too. Um, It's called popular culture and mass media myths. um, And it's, it's really, really good um, and short, but um, you know, she writes about how um, media, you know, all media, all of the the love at first sight, everything that we're going to talk about is just um, a very dramatized version mm-hmm. of, of real life. But um, of course, it's so embedded in our society. Um, and so many of us, like like we already said, like so many of us aren't growing up with that direction. You know, we're not having conversations about um, the differences between that and, and the real world. Um, it's a lot easier with Disney movies and with children to draw those lines because you can say like, yeah. here's a talking dragon, like in the same movie that you're taking seriously, can we see how this really isn't real? Yes. But it's a lot harder when you get into like more teenager adult movies and they start mm. to watch those and the relationships are problematic, which we'll talk about, but sure. just trying to separate that and say that this, it looks really real and the, and the situations seem really real, but it's not like this isn't how relationships go you know so it gets harder I feel like as they get older that makes so much sense that makes so much sense because yeah a lot of these um with the the like old school Disney stuff it can definitely be easier to point out the like the wrongs versus the rights Mm -hmm. but I I honestly didn't even think about how difficult it must be as a parent to like keep following along with like as they age that how their how their tastes change and the things Mm. that they watch and consume um Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, another movie, another movie that I, oh man, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, have you seen it in a while? Oh my gosh, it's been so, it's so been long. long. Yeah. This was actually another one that I did not make it all the way through the last time that I tried to watch it because it's so dark. It's really? so dark. It, like, I really don't remember it, oh so I'm excited gosh. you're talking about it. <laughs> it like scared me. Like as an adult, I was watching it and it was even before um, I started this job 
job and it was already like too heavy for me because it was just they were just everyone was so mean to him everyone was just so mean like in the very beginning it's just horrible horrible but the reason that I want to talk about it um is because they sort of play on this like love at first sight trope with the uh villain character Frollo Mm. um he ends up, uh, and I'm using air quotes, falling in love <laughs> with uh, Esmeralda, um, which really is him being in lust, right? And and I think that that's ultimately when we talk about this love at first sight, um, you know, a lot of us have experienced this, like this rising of emotions when we see someone, but ultimately we can attribute that to attraction, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, love is something a little different. But um so the villain he he sees Esmeralda and he's just like consumed with lust for her and his song his villain song called Hellfire is so dramatic (laughs) it is so dramatic and it's literally all about him being furious with Esmeralda for making him desire her like and and he's like the the priest character and it's it's a Uh it's it's a really good movie good story very heavy <laughs> very yeah, it dark like it yes but i really love that scene for how it shows this sort of um this belief that it is the it is her fault it's her fault for making him desire her mm-hmm. and it's it's her fault for these feelings that are rising up in him and he doesn't know what to do with them right and i think that that's such a um it's 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 just true to life, you know, this this idea that um, women are the reason, you know, if, if women covered up more, then bad mm-hmm. things wouldn't happen to them, that kind of idea. And um, the way that it's displayed in, you know, a movie for maybe for children. I don't know. I wouldn't let your little ones <laughs> watch the Hunchback Yeah, we probably won't be Dog. watching that one. It's a dark one. <laughs> um, but it really makes that point and it sort of flips that trope around because this love at first sight can have dangerous implications as well with this um, depending on who it is that is having these feelings, you know? But I don't know. I thought that it was um, a very interesting scene, especially when discussing the role that women play in this specific man's mind. Um, But I think that there are also um, some really, really good forms of uh, media recently that I've been watching. And I've already talked about Steven Universe. (laughs) I talked about Steven Universe a lot on the Thanksgiving um, episode. So if y'all haven't watched it yet, you should watch it because it's a really good show. I'm one of those who still need to watch it. You still need to watch it. You (laughs) got to watch it with your little ones because it's so good. Um, So I bring up Steven Universe again because they also sort of flip this love at first sight trope on on its head because um, there's an episode, it's like a little flashback episode. Steven's parents are meeting one another and there's like this magical love at first sight moment right his dad sees his mom and she's like big and beautiful and she has his hair and she's like they're like singing and it's like a beautiful thing um and that's their like introduction episode and then there's a a subsequent episode that really breaks down that uh idea of love at first sight where steven's parents um in the flashback they're they're talking about how um like uh steven's dad is like obsessed with her he he's like you are amazing you're incredible and she's just like 
you don't even know me. And it like, it really gets into this. Like like she was like, you don't know. Cause also she's like a space alien and there's a whole backstory (laughs) to that. But she's like, you don't know who I am or the things that I've done. And if you did, then you probably wouldn't feel these things. But it really like delves into that idea of like, you know, you can feel whatever feelings you have um, the first time you see someone, but recognizing that love is so much more than just that initial like feeling that you have mm-hmm. it's it's so much more yeah. and you know let's not call that love no yeah, yeah I think it, it's sort of just uh it's a misappropriation of the term mm-hmm. um I think you know I don't I don't know what sounds better attraction at first sight I don't know yeah we need to work on that we'll, we'll workshop it <laughs> as a whole society we need to just go ahead and work on that phrase. yeah we'll workshop it <laughs> Um, but I, I really, really appreciate the, the, um, stories that are trying to play on that and, and add a little bit more realism. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I especially love that for, you know, younger generations, um, and the media that's like geared towards them, showing them that like, you can have those feelings, you can be excited, but like, remember that there's like a a person behind all of that who makes mistakes and and Mm -hmm. who has fears and trauma and all sorts of things. So when we idealize a person by saying, well, they are the, I fell in love with them at first sight. Then what if they, you know, what if some toxic things start happening? You know, it, it makes it easier to justify the staying the staying or the excusing of um unhealthy behaviors I think that that's like the biggest crux of the issue yeah that's a really good point yeah you kind of just make them seem like they're perfect because you fell you fell in love air quotes with them so quickly so when they do show up to be human and have their own problems then that's not okay yeah absolutely I know um, we also have, man, the concept of soulmates, right? Oh my gosh, yes, soulmates. There's one person out there for you, right? The one and person. you're meant to be together. And you'll find them someday. And yes. What do you think so, about that, So, oh my gosh. Let's talk about The Good Place. Oh, awesome show if you haven't so seen it. So good, yes. If In you, so many levels. If you haven't finished it, you know, all the way, then spoilers just to, you know, because it is a, it's so many twists and turns and it's so beautiful. Many. So good. But so well written. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. Go watch it right now. Yes. Anyway. Um, so one of the concepts that they talk about is soulmates and the people in the show are dead mm-hmm. and they go to hell. Right. Um, and it turns out that um, they have air quote soulmates that are assigned to them. Someone who they were meant to be with. Um, but later in the show, um, when they ask the demon who's in charge of like running their whole existence, he says that soulmates are actually a concept that they use to torture them and other humans because soulmates don't exist. Um, they're not found. They're made. And people meet. They get a good feeling. And they get to work on building a relationship is the quote from Michael. And I absolutely love it. That's so true. Like oh. you can absolutely, like we were saying, lust for someone and feel things. But to have a relationship and to fall in love, that takes work. And shows and and movies rarely show that part of it. It gets ugly. Sometimes it sucks. I'm married. I've been married for 10 years. And sometimes it's really, really, really hard. They don't show that on the kids' shows. And, you know, it's all magical and and so many feelings. And 
it is great most of the time, but I think that we also need to talk about how it takes a lot of work. Absolutely. I, I you know, there's a, a trend um, that is, there's a phrase that I've been seeing around social media that's called toxic positivity. Ooh. And uh, so there is this, um, this concept of like, and I've seen it a lot, you know, that like positive thinking, you know, like I see a lot of memes that are like, you know, if you think it, then you'll be it. If you think good things, mm-hmm. then good things will come to you. And I think that that's a beautiful way to, you know, to, to live your life, you know, think those positive thoughts as yeah. often as you can. But I think that, um, and, you know, the term toxic positivity sort of, you know, defines it. Um, but it gets to the point where it like, you're not allowed to acknowledge the hard stuff like exactly. it, or whenever you you're like, but I am trying to think positive thoughts, but my life is still really hard and I'm still like depressed. Yeah, it, it sort of becomes damaging um, mm-hmm. to tell someone just keep thinking those good things. Um, but I think that it sort of, you know, it sort of goes along the same vein as like not talking about the hard parts of the relationship Mm -hmm. and the communication issues and the little fights about dumb things because you're two people Mm. who are having hard days you're humans (laughs) you're not gods and you're not fairy princesses and you have problems and that's okay and I think that's why you want to walk away a lot of times because you see in movies that it looks like it should be so easy right it looks so easy they just mm-hmm. love each other and that's all that they need but yeah. no like that's not all that it's it is not, absolutely not. not and i think that that's one of the really cool things about the good place mm-hmm. is that um they do they show you know eleanor and chidi they mm-hmm. they always you know end up together in in whatever you know timeline universe mm-hmm. whatever happens but a lot of it is them working through them because the whole show is about them working through their own issues to become people that deserve yeah to become quote-unquote better people I guess yeah yeah, to be a good person yeah and so through you know every single iteration of their afterlife um the two characters work hard to become better together and that links them and creates that bond with them in every single timeline you know mm-hmm. um and it's it's it makes it about the work and the communication and it, it's oh, it's because so they're so different they're different yeah. people so they have to work on learning each other and, mm-hmm. and oh it's just so great it's such it's, a good show it's a really good one and i really love uh, again like so much recent media is just delving into all aspects of things not just the beautiful disney version but the real, um, you know, the, the, the real problems, the real uh, issues that, that we face. And I think that that makes it more relatable. It makes me want to watch that, that thing more than the yes. other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you can look at it and say, I've actually been through that. Exactly. Not, oh, it's perfect. I've never done that before. Yeah. That's not my relationship. It, or like, is that what my relationship should look yeah, like? Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> yeah. doubt, yeah. And then lastly, I would love to talk about the movie the notebook classic (laughs) who hasn't seen it (laughs) and when you saw it you thought wow how great and romantic and then you grow up and you realize wow 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 how problematic was that how scary (laughs) would that be in real life right so we'll talk about this way that men pursue women Mm -hmm. when they really want them they see that 
love at first sight. We'll call it that. But they, they're really attracted to them. And the woman will usually turn them down the first time, but they don't stop. They don't take no for an answer. They keep going. And like in the notebook, uh, Noah tells Allie when he sees something, he goes crazy for it. So he really oh, liked her. Red and he flag. Said, right? <laughs> just, just for anyone listening, know that if someone says that to you, that's a red flag. And then another red flag is when, so she politely rejects his advances and he dangles himself from the top of a carnival That's ride, right. threatening to let go if she doesn't agree to go out with him, Nora. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and how that was like, I, re- I was <sighs> probably in like fifth grade when that was like a big yeah. old popular thing. And I remember we were all just like, oh. Uh, it's so beautiful. romantic oh my gosh she won't let him fall she has to say yes you have to say yes you literally right? you have to say yes or he's gonna fall and die and it's gonna be your fault it'll be your fault and okay little sidebar when i was in high school i was in a very toxic relationship that i didn't realize was toxic at the time but he often threatened to commit suicide if i was like hinting that I didn't want to be with him anymore. If we were fighting, that's usually how our arguments would end. That's awful. Yes. And that is, again, when I um, was in schools more often doing presentations and stuff before the pandemic, (laughs) (laughs) before the bad time, um, I would have these uh, presentations, the youth presentations with the middle schoolers and high schoolers, and I would ask them, you know, how many of you, you know, if y'all are comfortable answering, how many of you either know someone or have experienced this yourself where uh, someone has threatened to hurt themselves if you break up with them or whatever like that. And 80% of the hands in that room were up. Like. Oh. That's so sad. Uh, Yes. And it is, that one is super, super common. And um, it's just so crazy because it's on, you know, the the red flags, the red flags of abusive relationships. But it's one of those things that's like normalized. In media, it's romanticized. Romanticized. He likes her so much that he is willing to hurt or end his life. Oh for God. her like, i was like i wanted oh. to sarcastically be like oh beautiful but i can't even no, you can't <laughs> it's horrible. gag a little bit <laughs> it's horrible absolutely and like just thinking that that's what was fed to us at a young age and again i didn't have parents who were telling me like this is not okay <laughs> and like neither did any of my friends oh my you gosh know? i don't even want to let my kids watch that movie <laughs> no i don't you know maybe when they're old enough to really really talk about yes, it yes <laughs> to get into that yeah. conversation for sure yeah that one just thinking about you know that's that's it's fun it's fun as an adult to like go back through these movies and shows and like analyze them with this mind that we have now but it's also i don't know it's it's wild it, it almost <laughs> explains the way that you feel the the horrible relationships that i've been in it just all makes sense like this is what i was told was normal yeah. but and that's the thing that we're talking about it so that you know watch it enjoy it it's entertainment and just know that it's not real. It's not real. And if you can look at it with that, those critical lenses, then you can watch whatever you want. Absolutely. With your children, with your family, but have those important conversations where 
you point out the things that are absolutely ridiculous yeah. and that seem okay to them and they seem so normal, but just have those conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and being that, um, person, you know, that others are able to come to, whether, you know, you're a parent or you're a sibling or, or whoever, you're a friend, um, being able to be that person that people, especially youth can come to with those questions or like, you know, if, if they watch this movie and then they they relate to something like that, like, oh, wait, I, I have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's threatened something like that before. Like knowing that you're someone that they can talk to you about that um, is mm-hmm. also super important. And I do just want to like speak a little, just a little bit more on that, the idea of pursuit, mm-hmm. right? Pursuit by men and mm-hmm. I'm never going to give up and girls play hard to get. And yes. this is another conversation that I had a lot with my youth, um, especially my uh, my boys and stuff like that, um, because there is this overall idea that women and girls play hard to get. Um, you know, so I mean, what does that mean other than she says no, but she's lying? You have to work for the yes. Yeah. She's going to say no, but you have to, it's your job to work to make her say yes, because she wants to say yes. Yes. And like, wow. That's the, that's the underlying premise of that, of playing hard to get. Like we, she's going to say no the first few times. And so that makes it so that when we say no and we mean it, People, you know, are often like, oh, that's not serious, though. That's yeah, not girl, serious. you don't know what you want. Yeah, I, I know. I know exactly what I want. <laughs> and so much, oh, man, so many, like, 80s and 90s movies are, like, filled to the brim with this stuff. I think we're, we're getting a lot better, honestly. We are, yeah. <laughs> I think the media is catching up, and, and uh, there's more of an understanding of how that stuff is damaging, how, how those... Um, you know, the tropes, the things that we force into our media uh, just ends up saturating our, like, everyday lives. And mm-hmm. and it affects us. It affects our brains. It affects our minds. Um, and it, again, this sort of stuff leads us to excusing bad behavior, red flags. To It keeps us from setting boundaries and making consequences when people, um, you know, don't respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think that respect is for me when I talk about love and I talk about relationships I always make a point to talk about respect because Mm -hmm. I think that mutual respect is is what builds a relationship that's what makes a relationship strong it's not love you know love is great and beautiful but respect is so necessary in those loving relationships because it's very possible to be in love with someone who doesn't respect you and that is automatically not a good place for you. That's yep. not a, a healthy place for you to be. Um, but if you're in this this mode where you believe that you're soulmates or you fell in love with them at first sight, and I don't know, it, it just gives you more um, reason to stay instead mm-hmm. of instead of empowering you to do what's best for you. Um, and I think that that's ultimately where where this leads, you know, um, because we know that abuse and violence is all a, a societal problem. You know, mm-hmm. rape culture um, feeds into this type of violence. And, you know, that's really what all this like hard to get stuff and like that's all rape culture. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's it's in there. It's saturated it's in saturated. the media. Yep. Yeah. But again, there is hope. 
there is good media it's getting better yes on the horizon <laughs> um and we'll keep talking about this stuff and breaking down more of these tropes and we have so much to talk about oh, so all much. summer <laughs> all summer y'all get ready get ready all right thank y'all so much for joining us on miss media today and we'll see you later bye bye, bye.